0: hello welcome to this newest episode of generation bts the podcast where we review bts album but today we're here to talk about august d d day d day yeah very exciting i'm very very excited so i'm christine i'm 29 years old and i am coming up to my two-year anniversary as army but i'd probably say Twenty months is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, if almost you're a two years. newborn baby. yes, yeah.
1: you'd be twenty
2: months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here I am. Here with. Hi, I'm Natasha. I'm 19, and I have been army for over
1: six years. I'm Leanne. I'm 34, and I've been army about 14 months. If we're doing it in baby terms,
0: nice baby army baby terms. <laughs> So yeah, we're here to talk about D-Day, which is very exciting. We're just going to do our normal first reactions episodes. So if you've listened to those before, you know you're, what you're in for. But for anyone new, we don't tend to go song by song. We just talk about all the content that was released in the lead up to the album and then just first impressions of the album. But very excitingly, we
1: have also been to the D-Day tour. D-Day tour. That's why this is late, actually. Yeah. So, normally, oh. so normally a reaction episode comes out. Much closer yeah. to the release.
0: All of the German one was really um, late too.
1: Mm, <laughs> yeah, the, we do our best, but <laughs> yeah. yes, we went out to New York. Christine did three days, Yungi. I oh, did wow. one day, Yungi. Natasha did zero. Uh, deadlines. University deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> with Yungi.
0: <laughs> and some TikTok. <laughs> some watch oh, yeah, we, right, watched yeah. we watched
1: one of the live streams.
0: Yeah. So yeah, very exciting. We're going to talk about our experience on the tour as well. But first of all, we're going to talk about recent events because quite a lot has happened. I didn't realize there was so much with them when I thought about it. And I was like, actually, everyone has done stuff. So oh, they're always busy. Yeah. Kim Namjoon, he had a feature out like
2: literally just the other
1: day. with the hectic guy. Yeah, with cold. cold. Do you like it? It's all right. It's almost so calm. That it feels like it's not really music. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's almost like one of those meditation songs that you listen to in the spa. Yeah. It I... is definition inoffensive.
0: I need to give it a few more listens. I feel like yeah. that with a lot of our I've tri- features. I
1: tried that a few times. Yeah. And I normally love them straight away. Oh, see, so yeah,
0: I'm always like a bit like, oh, this is a bit weird. But then after like five, six listens, I'm like, actually, this is
1: really good. Um, I felt that way about Taxi and I came and smoke sprite. Mm. the album covers the same as indigo little yeah little blue. i like that and i like cold i like hectic and obviously i like rm yeah the main rm news though is that we are petrified about enlistment after his 500 word letter about sadness
0: he sent us a lovely letter is what i've put but we were sad because it's probably going soon yeah yeah I still maintain. Something I think he's going to release a um, a proper like goodbye song like "Jin and Hope You've Done." But...
1: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's just because this feature came out and then then he sent the sad letter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And I it was like, this sin. that wasn't a really big project, Tara. No, I exactly. You're only on it for like ten yeah, seconds. He's I I basically it whispering in an afternoon. Like, yeah, what have you been working on? Yeah, because
0: <laughs> he said that he was going to go at the same time as Jio, but then he had this big project that he was going to finish before. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, on to the next one. Kim Jin. he's still in the military. <laughs> Spoiler alert, still there. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I wrote this and I was thinking about it. We're near a third of the way down, guys. Wow, six yeah, months. He's nearly been, gone been six, six months. months. He Shots. went in December, it's May now, so... Uh... He has
1: been gone a bit.
2: I wonder how many times he had to reshave his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: know. I think they reshave each other's heads, don't they? Based on his recent trolling of Hobby oh, yeah. on Weverse. On there, he's like, yeah. Have you got to shave your friend's head yet? When they're out there, they're like, Oh, come on, mate. Imagine being in the military and being like, yeah, I just shaved, shaved Jin's head. <laughs> I know. You've yeah. just touched Jin's head. Know, yeah. It's like his face. Yeah. No, mm. well, it's good that it's just boys in the military. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a big line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. yeah <laughs> like an army queue. Yeah, be a big sing. line of boys. Hand the razor back. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that hair would like sell. Hair expensive. Like, oh Oh, my oh that so hair would be so expensive. Do mm. you think you'd be able to clone it? You can clone sheep. That was what I was going to do with the sp- sp- <laughs> from the tour, <laughs> but <laughs> you didn't bring it back. No.
2: <laughs> well, I didn't get any of that. I
0: just didn't get any. <laughs> Like if he had spat on something of mine, then I probably would have brought it back, yeah. <laughs> you did get baptized in the
1: water, though.
0: Yeah, it threw his water on me. Mm-hmm. I have washed my hair since this, unfortunately. But uh, i am confirmed whether there was any spit in that water. It was from his water bottle, so then it probably was. Well, you know, exactly. How- that? Yeah. Why didn't
1: you have the little net ready? <laughs> the, the cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're enough. busy doing all the stuff. I don't think you can clone humans. It's not allowed. No, Legally. Yeah,
0: I think you can, like, technically. You can, but,
1: technically. But
0: also, you get
1: babies, so you need to yeah. wait for them to <laughs> <laughs> reach maturity. <laughs> It'd be a good uh, scientific experiment. That's true. Then you'd true. have, like, a baby youngie who could, like, go ahead and be, like, the most successful person ever. Yeah, and then but but if then you locked them in a dark room. We'd know about they they nature versus be. nurture. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Oh. For science! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must call on Youngie yeah. for science
0: it's just a shame that we can't do one of those Twilight things but like we stay the same age but they grow really quickly <laughs> <laughs> that would have been ideal right next member up Min Youngie I've just wrote the whole episode about you so I'm not gonna have to get any what's he been to doing
1: you. I've <laughs> actually not I've not seen him around not heard from him very visible
0: very he's, active, he's, he's everywhere. active these days so we're gonna skip past him Jung Hoseok hey in the military i think this was the first one we've done since he
1: enlisted officially so yeah it was very sad very sad. sad. especially when the back bomb came out oh and they all went to see each other and then they cropped gin out of the picture i know because you're not allowed to make money when you're in the military so he was allowed to put the picture on instagram yeah because that doesn't make any money but youtube brings in ad revenue so he wasn't allowed to be in there and make Money,
0: oh, I didn't
1: know that. We've got the new mang, and the mang merch has been released. I didn't oh, tell you this yeah. actually. I've ordered the pajamas and the kiwi, and then he did a little drawing for Mother's Day. And yeah, it was Parents' that. Day, I think, Pirate because day. it said oh man, Up uh, on the oh. drawing. They have Parents' Day and Children's Day, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they do. And that was really sweet.
0: Anything else on Hobby? No. no,
1: just that we've missed him. We do. We hope it's you're really doing sweet. okay.
0: Oh, and he went to see Young, he did. Yeah, he did. He we'll went get to, to see Young in the amygdala. Behind the scenes, because mm. of course he did. He's a lovely boy. Park Jimin, he went oh. to Tiffany. He did. Yeah. He oh, we saw New York. him. We saw him at his concert. Yeah, we, yeah. Did. we were there when he was there. I was there. He was there on been. the other side of the arena to us, but we could see his little white t shirt. He wore this Augustine merch t
1: shirt. Very sweet. Whenever he stood up, I died. <laughs> it was hard. He was um, the biggest rumor for the Met Gala and yeah, didn't, didn't go long. And he didn't perform Tony Montana. He did not so... perform Tony Montana. Jermaine, you need to just do better. <laughs> Send him. Yeah. Off to the military, Jermaine. Yeah. And think about what you've not done. <laughs> think about what you could have done yeah. if you were better.
0: Uh, there was something else I thought of. Then. Oh, yeah. He was in Yungi's live
1: after the... Yoongi oh, episode. yeah. The first one, apparently. There's never been a Yunmin live. No, yeah. No, yeah. yeah never. Yeah. Never, yeah, ever. That's ever. What they said. And now there's one. Right. Okay.
0: Kim Tae-yang, he's had various chaotic lives. <laughs> and he told us we need better questions. He also finished his Ginny's kitchen. He did. Yeah. And he and was happy someone recognized him and he did the little dynamite dance.
1: And he cooked for armies after they'd come and they'd closed the restaurant, but he was like, no, but there's still some armies waiting. And he made like another twenty conducts. Oh. I know. All right, last one. John, John Cook. He cut his bangs, oh, so yeah. blended <laughs> and Coachella did yeah, not did. work. No. <laughs> yeah, but like I cut my bangs, yeah. so how did you even recognize me? Now I look like Dora the
0: Explorer, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, no, they did go to a movie premiere as well. 10. oh JK, they did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the we dream one,
1: and they hid behind the signs. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's very sweet, and he looked like Dora the Explorer. Yeah. He does the new haircut is yeah, it, it looks it's, great it's, in Calvin Klein's, ads, but. It's one of those where, like, when it's styled, when you're at the hairdressers, yeah. it looks great. But then yeah. when you're at home doing it you're by yourself, you're like, oh, shit. Sure.
0: I think in the lives, though, it looks fine. I'm I think in the last life out.
1: when he cooked, it looked like Dora. Oh, really? Yeah. No,
2: no Calvin Klein Europe
1: ads, though. No. no. Have up. they no. said it was soon. Yeah, yeah, they said
2: that they would. It would have been the week after
1: everyone else got it. But then even the one in New York's been changed now. Well, exactly. And it wasn't even there for Youngest oh. Star. They'd taken it down, like, a few days before. That's huh? a bad. So it, it would have been a pilgrimage yeah. to really, them. We would have
0: gone there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so are we ready to talk about D-Day? Yes. D-Day! So it was on Thursday, the 30th of March, that we started seeing leaks that Sugar's documentary was coming out. Mm. Yeah, but it was confirmed that same day by Disney Plus and by Weverse that we will be getting Road to D-Day soon not no date as of then it was also like a week after jimmy's album come out so it just yeah. felt fairly well, like, we knew they were close, didn't
1: we because they had yeah. to edit the name of face yourself to just face <laughs> it to go back and delete all the yourself
0: i think jimmy's album must have been delayed but then yugi said that his album was delayed as well it was he said on such a time he was like oh i can finish it they i had to put it on myself them. i was i just delayed it so anyway the next day on the 31st, I believe, was when I saw on Disney Plus that The Duck was going to be released on the 21st of April. Very exciting. And then on Sunday, the 2nd of April, they announced that the third album in the August D trilogy, D-Day, was going to be released on the same day as the documentary. And I was more excited than I've ever been in my entire
1: life. Um, <laughs> um, no, I really true. was. No, no, at that point, yes, yeah. you would later go on to be more excited that's than you were. But <laughs> yeah. That was also D Day related.
0: But maybe when I got the tickets. I think I got the tickets for the tour before Sick. we
1: knew about the album. So, okay, so were you more excited when you got the VIP standing ticket, yeah. or when you got the album?
0: Oh, I think they related to each other because by the time the album was announced, I already had the VIP ticket. So mm. because I had the VIP ticket, it's like, oh my god, also it's going to be an album.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you were the most excited. That also happens, happened on the same day, unfortunately,
0: as the death of Ryuchi Sakamoto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who obviously now we know plays piano on one of the songs on D-Day. And who Yungi went to meet yeah. in the autumn when he went to Japan. So he didn't like do any posts or anything that day except the message saying, I hope you have a safe trip on your long journey. Um, yeah, that was sad. Rest in peace. In the announcement, I also said about a pre-release track. And I remember when I read it, I didn't like completely didn't see that. Mm. And then everyone's like, oh my god, pre-release track. And I was like, what do you mean pre-release track? But yeah, there was a pre-release track. And then on the fourth of April, he said that he was listening to people from D2 on his Instagram story. And then they announced that the pre-release track would be People Part Two, featuring IU. We would come out just three days later and it was very exciting because I love, 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 love both People Part 1 and 8, this IU song that Yoongi mm-hmm. produced and featured on. So very exciting. People was actually my most played song on Spotify Rap last year, so aside from Yet to Come, but that was just because I was streaming. Streaming, yeah. Yeah. So organically, second best is pretty good. On the 5th of April, Yoongi posted some lyrics on Instagram. So oh, yeah, but she'd scrawled out. yeah. Them. It had the notes. It did, um, yeah. And we knew that it was going to be about love. Oh. Yeah, so he says, the word love, perhaps a list of fleeting emotions. Emotions of the moment, question mark, comes with conditions. What do I love? And then there was loads of bad yeah. <laughs> <Where laughs> I wish.
1: Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wish. Um, and then there was the line, I want a serious relationship that he hadn't <sighs> scribbled out, which Ooh. was very um, people sort of obsessed about. But then in the actual song, it says I want genuine connections with others. Mm-hmm. I think not. Not like... it's not about a
1: romantic interest is people part to.
0: Well, it does say like, Oh, you're gone and like we who thought about forever and we're gone and we can't think about forever anymore. But it yeah, I guess it depends. It could be about BTS. Uh-huh. Um, like Jim and <laughs> He said he wrote it in lockdown when he thought he'd lost everything. Lost said, everyone, yeah. Yeah. Cried at that, both at the lyrics and with excitement. Um, I can't believe I have to wait two more days. <laughs> At the time. <laughs> oh, and then someone online found that he'd used the Forever is a Sandcastle and Love Collapses in a gentle way before, it, both in Eight with Ayu and in Savage Love that they did with like Jason derulo I think he was. Mm. And then in the morning of the 6th of April, we had the trailer for the Road to D Day documentary, which looked mm. amazing. He talked about enjoying his traveling. You could see him like driving his little convertible. I just so think all of the albums should have had a
1: documentary. Yeah. It looked like it was so good, but also so easy to make. I guess Job did his uh, Hope in the Box he documentary. Did, yeah. uh, and Aram did the one where he did all the interviews. And yeah. So that was go really around, good go go around and see all the people that you wanted to feature.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he said that he was just wanting to like
0: travel a bit for inspiration and like, oh, why don't we film it? And he was like, Well, you always film me, so sure. Mm. But he also said that they'd cut out a lot of the like most vulnerable scenes that he'd wanted to keep in because mm. of his idle persona. Maybe um, he was naked. I, I don't think so. <laughs> but maybe. It
1: was <laughs> that vulnerable? Is the real <laughs> Just put some pants on man. We would have known about this as
2: Maybe the door part too.
1: Maybe. Triple <laughs> X <XXXX> version. <laughs> right,
0: go on. He was also named an ambassador for the NBA, which is exciting, very nice for him. They talked about how they would have a presence throughout his first solo world tour. And they talked about how he's featured basketball in several of BTS projects, most notably the music video for Dynamite in 2020. sure yeah he does have a basketball in that yeah we know he loves basketball so he was excited that's nice I didn't see any NBA stuff when I went to the tour but maybe at some of the other subs on the 7th the song was here with the MB it was beautiful he was hanging around in a beautiful house just writing and recording and dipping his toes in the pool Mm. Yeah, a lot a of And
1: Which cute. The MV's and... cute. Yeah, yeah, that MV people part two feels like so long ago. It does, yeah. And I think people part two sort of feels different. he said he released the first? Not, yeah, because it, it's it's its own little yeah gentle genre. And then D Day is like,
2: <gasps> well,
0: yeah. I mean, there, a... there's a section on D Day that's like SDL is also quite gentle, mm. and Polar Night is gentle in sound, at least. Yeah, but it's all
1: rap, whereas People Part 2 is like a soft vocal.
0: Yeah, but he does rap on it. Mm. The verse is so rap. Um, It's nice. I like People Part 2. Yeah, it was meant to show his experience of writing and producing the album in Covid times. That's why he's just hanging out in a um, house by himself. Mm. And there was a dog. I wanted to be that dog because he was cuddling the dog so much.
1: Yeah, the The dog got it easy.
0: And he was wearing all these like soft, nice outfits.
2: I think, do you think when I first listened to it I don't think I loved it as much as part one yeah the first one um Ooh, I think I agree with that part one is better it's I just didn't love it initially as when I first listened to it but I don't know if maybe listening to it more it might change I've put
0: here let's talk about the chorus because I think that's the problem for me he said he wrote it because he wanted fans to be able to sing along mm. which makes sense and it is easier to sing along with because mm. it's a, like a female voice, and that mm. suits, I guess, most of his band's vocal register better. But it just doesn't make any sense.
2: I thought that I oh, was like, why does this like all of the English in it? I feel like it's a bit strange. Yeah, I mean, I think the
0: English across the rest of the album is fine. Mm. Um, it's like a little like with Indigo. There's times when you're like, oh, that's phrasing is a little awkward. Mm. But that this chorus of people part two it's not saying anything it's literally just words that's How put together so time is yet now right here to go I know you know anything does know so time is yet now right here to go nobody doesn't know anymore that's the chorus
1: other than that it's a nice song but it's just... I always just sing I don't know <laughs> Those words have not been in my mouth yet, but I've not looked at them. I'm, but I like singing. I don't know. Su-
0: it's sub- It's subtitled on the yeah, MV, I mean. so that's I guess why. Why it you sorry. Very, um, in my face.
1: Yeah, that's a lot.
0: But yeah, the only thing I can think of that it might mean is that, like, because it was during COVID time, it's like talking about time and what we know so like I guess in COVID times we didn't really have a concept of time and we didn't really know anything so maybe mm. that's why it's just randomly talking about time and what we know but like I'm reaching there mm. yeah yeah the English lyrics are complicated I just I wish I didn't find him drawing but I just do he said that RM helped him with some of the other English lyrics in the album so I feel like maybe he should have Asked him again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not Dutch star. anyone, anyway. Nicole. Yeah, yeah, there's people I love... available ready Tap, put it, stick it on Weverse. Yeah, exactly. You get hundred like, million replies. Does that does make accurate. any sense. I know. <laughs> yeah, like when V uses Weverse as Google we'll add it to our list of questions for him when we meet him <laughs> well you were meant to have already asked him you were meant to ask him when you're in New York oh yeah right. that's what you had the list of questions for yeah, right yeah and now you have to go again
0: yeah oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah and then he also did a really cute live where he read people's questions about love and people
2: mm. and then
0: he gave, gave some very practical very meaning advice I'd say where people would be like oh yeah but it's so hard because my girlfriend lives here and I'm just here and blah blah, blah. I don't know whether we should move closer and he was like just move closer <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like oh yeah no I've got a friend and we've been friends for a while but we maybe want to date like maybe not because we're in the friendship
1: blah blah, blah. and he was like "Stay." Yeah, yeah he <laughs> yeah. was very direct with his advice yeah
0: and then someone asked him about his seven tattoo oh he was like Oh, I don't even know where it is. Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it's been silly. But some people have now said that they think it, it's on his shoulder because... Yeah, the injury. Oh, injury. That would be so beautiful. Yeah. So it's on his right shoulder, it would be, because people think they can see, you know, in that photo where he's like topless, but mm-hmm. with the flowers, mm-hmm. people think they can see like a skin colored patch on that shoulder. Oh. And I've looked at it. It looks like there could be something there. And in the live, when they ask, he's so, sort of like shaking that shoulder towards the mic. He's like, Oh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, don't know, know. I don't, don't know. I don't, don't know. know. And then also in the live that he did ages ago, he touched, he yeah. rubbed that same shoulder when he was talking yeah. about it. He was like, mm,
1: I don't know where my tattoo is. Like, yeah, it is. That's going to come out after, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, look at all of these times when Youngish showed us where his tattoo was. Yeah. So that's what people it's think that. now um that makes sense yeah did that, we ever get cute. to the bottom of the flower photos no we're still not there right no i know they were just for fun oh, i know why are you being mysterious that was too you're doing.
0: i want answers Jumpy. i know <laughs> yeah And they talked to army's jimin and j-hope on the phone mm-hmm. how, and they talked about how much they love army because it was about to be like it was meant to be about love and relationships so they called mm. in with oh my god I've got this problem I just love ARMY so much
1: <laughs>
0: nerds yeah he didn't know that they were calling so they called in and he was like oh that's J-Hope and he was like how'd oh, you know and he was like oh I knew from your breathing yes. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and then great. you said that you could tell from my breathing when I was around and I was like do I breathe loudly and you were like no just distinctively and I was like, oh. yeah
0: but I think everyone does like I guess it, it was just because I thought it was weird that he could tell from the breathing, but then I had someone like standing next to me, and I thought it might be you, but then I was like, no, she doesn't breathe like that.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start testing if I can <laughs> pick up on people's breathing.
0: Yeah. And then people asked him why he was so cute, and he was like, well, I was born, and then oh, I was I cute.
1: born, and then I was cute. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good live, that. Yeah, it was
0: very cute. He wore the cuddliest cardigan I've ever seen. And then he talked about how the song contained lyrics from Savage Love because he actually wrote it before that song. Oh. Yeah, cause he wrote it 3 years ago and the song was made just after People Part 1 apparently. And he said that he was going to call it just, you know, cuz sarang in Korean is love and saram is people. Mm-hmm. He was going to call it just Sarah.
1: So if you uh, have so it could people, be either. Yeah,
0: but then he thought that'd be confusing because apparently that also means life. Oh. Um and then someone said, I wish I could go to your concert. And he was like, oh, I wish I could go back in time and fix it because the staff apparently told him that he should do stadiums, but he didn't think he'd sell out stadiums. Oh, yeah. He definitely could. He definitely could, yeah. He also had these little cat plushies on the side. Mm. And then he, someone asked him to put one
1: on, his, on head his head and then he did. He wore it on his
0: head. He was on top farm that day. He really was. Very charming. And then there was a clip of him and Ayu doing the song live. And then the same day, there was Map to Come Back, which was exciting because I wasn't sure he was going to do one. Mm. But he did. And then there was the MV photo shooting sketch, but there was loads of photos that I looked at for a long time and then I put them all into this grid and put them in the Google box. I've part. seen it, yeah. yeah. Is that
1: the one that you talked me through when we were away? Yes. When we were in Paris? Yeah. And I was funny. like, oh, this one picture of Jungi is really cute and you like, Sit down. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you all sixteen in detail. Yeah, I was like, that's not what. <laughs> I really like
0: the one with the cardigan when he was singing
1: into the microphone. Yeah, the other cardigan that had kind of deep feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the one in the director's chair. That's the one I.
0: Yeah, that one's nice. Oh. Noted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check those out. There's one with the dog, one with the guitar, one with the feet. It's two with feet actually. Oof. Yeah, loads for you guys over there. After the song came out, there were lots of little. Interviews to watch on Disney Plus. He also did an interview with Billboard. He said the summer's going to be fucking busy, but mm. um, with a wink, so not in a douchey way. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, it, no, this is what he said as well that was interesting. He said that he made People Part 2 and he re- pre released it like the softer song because he wanted to sort of bridge the gap between his previous mixtapes and like a more poppy sound.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. But patches it's on its own. He talked about loneliness and how we all feel it, including him, and how the song relates to that. And he said he always brings up loneliness uh, loneliness in interviews, but they attempt to
1: edit that part out. Jesus, I okay. know, yeah. Get a dog. Another one.
0: He has a dog. I think dog. Yeah. No, I think he just means, like, and I, I'm sure there's loads of people he could go hang out with, but I mm. think he means in terms of, like, being able to relate to people. He can be lonely even if you're living with people and seeing people and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you've got a dog and a dog yeah exactly with people part two and with the documentary he said he wanted to show a more personal and humane side of him as Yun Yi, but that many of his favorite scenes had been edited out because of his k-pop idol position mm. and he by now he thinks that him and bts are finally being recognized as musicians
2: oh.
1: he said
0: and then he did the one with Disney+, Plus where he talked about, like, the roadmap via his previous album. So it was, like, the road to D-Day. And that's when he talked about how he sort of came up with August D as, like, an alter ego, like Eminem of Slim I'm Shady. Day. And then he talked about Nicki Minaj having an alter ego as well. I don't know what hers is called. Chum mm-hmm. Lee.
2: Oh, okay. Nicki yeah? Minaj, she's always Chum mm-hmm.
0: Lee. And then he thought that people would approach his music with less sort of Anti-idol biases. If he released it under a separate name, and then he talked about how he wasn't going, he wasn't trying to send angry messages necessarily, but he was angry and sensitive at the time because they weren't being recognized as idols or musicians. And then he said, for D two, he was struggling mentally after their members' whole tour had been cancelled and nothing was going to plan. So he thought that the only thing that he really could do was release a mixtape of songs that he hadn't been able to use up till then. Mm-hmm. he released Dejata thinking of what he would write if he was king of the world mm. um, no. because the music was used for kings but uh, now he thinks it's a bit juvenile <laughs> so, yeah mm. and he talked about how he used virtual instruments both for Dejata and Hegem mm. we knew that because he can't play the Hegem no. and now his goal is just trying to, trying to make it fun because he's achieved all those other goals mm. And then about the new album, he said that he wanted to focus on the present. He didn't have a lot more to say about the past. He'd sort of told all his stories already. And he didn't want to be harboring shame about the past or be scared about the future. So now he wants to live in the present. It would be similar to his previous stuff, but more varied, which I think is fair. And listeners might think, oh, wow, he can do this too. But he doesn't have huge expectations, he said, because people around him had just said it was okay. Aww. <laughs> He thinks he could have done better. So he had some regrets, he says. But he can resolve those through the tour. He hopes that we'll watch the documentary and come to his concert. Which, which we, we did. did. Yeah. Yay. Well done. And then there was an interview where he did a guidebook about himself, where he talked about like his preferences in terms of traveling and stuff. It was quite cute. I learned that in Korea, apparently, they call him Motionless Min. And motionless Min? Something called Min Pad which is short for... If you fall from Min Young Ye, there's no way back. Well, you, just, you know, factual, you yeah, that. Yeah, I did. Because I, yeah. I asked them which is his favourite nickname and he said Min PD and then they were like, yeah, what about like Min Padap or like, Lil Meow Meow and stuff. And he was like, well, I love those nicknames but I don't think I can use them because it would be too narcissistic. Like, <laughs> I love when the fans use them. But yeah, he talked about how he'd gone to the mountains to write his album. Mm-hmm. He asked for Army to recommend him some travel spots in Weverse. So mm-hmm. I just immediately went on there. I was like, London. <laughs> So nice. There was like, oh, I really like places that aren't crowded. and I was like, oh no. (laughs) South (laughs) London. It's really (laughs) quiet there. Super quiet. Meet me in St. Albans. Yeah. (laughs) And then he said that Halsey never replies to (laughs) his messages.
1: What? No, we (laughs) did. She's She's a really shit texter. She just keeps forgetting. She keeps ghosting (laughs) me.
0: (laughs) He's been trying to update his Instagram since he started it last year, uh, but he's not very good at social media and he tries to remember to take pictures of nice places and good meals with his mind not with his phone right and then he <laughs> records them through notes like on his phone or like in notepads and stuff yeah yeah there was another interview where there was like sugar and august was interviewing each other uh yeah no he talked about how Augusty can be more raw with his lyrics than sugar and then there are less restrictions um he didn't write his songs to Achieve some sort of catharsis, but he feels freer after having written about his trauma and like his feelings that he needed to overcome. So he feels like it has helped. Ever since debut, he's he felt that concerts were the most important part of a singer's job. So he felt that he should still do a concert, even if
1: he would have preferred to do it as like a seven. And then he said, you
0: stressed. Yeah,
1: yeah he said about all the decisions he had to make right like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. decision after decision after decision
0: yeah but apparently he insisted on making all the decisions himself which mm. i never
1: thought he would do i always thought they had like a
0: person who maps out the story for the music video but he said that he did that himself Not he said that himself. the yeah the stage design and all that i know so, he did so. the stage design mm, yeah yeah and then he went on Iris pellet which was a really long interview, so only picked out some highlights of what I could remember after watching it. But they talked about how she'd recorded the song, which she'd recorded it like remotely on her own and sent the clip to him. And he just sent her a thumbs up in response. Yeah, she wasn't happy. She thought that he didn't like it because all he'd sent her was a thumbs up. And he was like, no, no, I was like clapping in the studio, being like, this will work. This will be great. And she was like, "What well, you could have said because I thought you hated it. <laughs> um, Yeah. He was upset that Ayu hadn't asked him to come sing Eight with her on her tour in Korea. And he was like, I wasn't doing anything. I was free. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> waiting. Sai's so always me? asking
1: me. Sai's so yeah. begging me. I'm exactly. turning up.
0: But they did it together on the show. So he performed People "People Part 2 and Eight together. Mm. And she let him sing the last chorus oh. of Eight. And when he performed People, it was the first time she'd heard it, she said, and she was like, oh, my God, this song is amazing. And then she said that she listened to the album already and she liked it. And her favorite song was Snooze, I believe. Snooze is good. Yeah, Snooze is good. And then from Monday the 10th of April to Wednesday the 12th of April, we got the three Marie Claire covers, which were very nice. I've got the two of them as my phone backgrounds currently. There was one where he did like a gym and shoulder pop. And then there was one where he was wearing this lace top thing. And the beige jumper with the spikes on. And then he appeared on this show called Dun Dun with Jimin. It was super chaotic. He's really into cars. He's got an insane memory because to one of the presenters, he was like, Oh, yeah, I remember I saw you in that CU convenience store right near here when I was a trainee and you were driving a Range Rover and that's, this is what you bought. And I'm like, This is, gee. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw you and he was like, Oh, why didn't you come say hi? And he was like, Because I was just a trainee. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said it takes two hours for him to shoot Sucha And then Jimin said that's because he says inappropriate things to lighten the mood.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. fair.
0: Yeah. At midnight on KST on the 14th, we got the Glitch film, which was brilliant. I really enjoyed that one. It got me really excited for the album. Augustine narrated it, which I didn't realize at first because I was like, no, the English is way too good. Yeah. But then I listened to it again and I was like, it's him, it's him. It says in the credits as well. He says, small flaws, glitches, my new afterimage, breaking down the wall between what I want to say and what I cannot say. Not getting intimidated, but rebelling and raising questions against the world's demands. The world's fixed stereotype collides with my inner self and leaves trauma for a while. But this temporary glitch transforms into the driving force to create a new wavelength and it becomes part of me i think he's talking about his accident mainly mm. because he's talked about collision okay. but mainly sort of the the trauma in general but i think from the content we've had since it seems like he thinks that it's, accident, a, yeah, it's
1: a defining moment
0: yeah that accident sort of changed him and sort of was, maybe it was what sort of created this august d character mm-hmm but it used a lot of imagery from the previous Augusti MVs. It also pointed at the three faces of Augusti. So there's Augusti, Minugi, and Sugar, obviously.
1: And that's you know, something I that talked about loads. I was asking, like, oh, what's the difference between all these personas that you have? By the glitch film, that's when you're getting the indication that we're not in People Part 2 anymore, right? That yeah. it's going to be darker, heavier.
0: I think I was reassured more... by the glitch film.
1: Yeah, whereas I agree, really... I was really happy in People Part 2. I was like, yes, like give me some more soft vocals. Yeah. And then the glitch film was like, oh no, we're going we're going digital, we're going angry rap.
0: And then on the 16th, there were concept photos.
1: With um, the scar and the flame and the policeman.
0: He was stood in a suit in one of them, in one, like a a big room with mm. all the stuff in the background. And Looking they like look, mafia. He really did look like mafia. I, I said in my notes, I was like, is he a mafia boss or a police
1: officer? I didn't know he was a police officer until the Higa music video. Well, I does, thought he was Mafia boss then.
0: Yeah, but he does stand in front of the like police sign in the concert photos, but I thought maybe he'd been brought in as mm. the Mafia boss. There's a, that one image of him standing in front of the fire, and I wrote, do police officers
1: often stand by fires and like stare you down? <laughs> and he had the scar. I remember that was a big deal.
0: It looked great, obviously. Really tailored suit. As I well. don't hit the tie. Well, it's not like a school uniform tie; it's like a three-piece seat.
1: Yeah, but sometimes even when the weather ties in the suits, I don't like that. Oh, really? It pulls it off.
0: Do you not like ties in general, or just on the kids? boys? No, but like say, or like dating someone, and they wear a suit, is that like uh, you're, I, you're I, not like, oh my god, you're so handsome in
1: your suit? Wouldn't no, you think I that? think I do like that. Yeah, I do like that. But then ties always just I prefer with no tie. Oh, just like casual. Okay, for my future husband. Yeah, just to let you know. All right. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> This is. I doesn't be, wear ties often.
0: This is what you should be wearing. Well, you're you're sad then. <laughs> <And> so, <Yeah. laughs>
1: that's the main reason. I'm. <laughs> these my bias. Yeah.
0: So by then, I think we knew that it was going to be Digital a little bit related. more theatrical. I said I'm hoping for a big story like Dushyant.
1: Well, I thought it was going to be like yeah. the modern day version of tower It felt like he was there, but
0: yeah, it wasn't. That
1: character from Dushyant was now in a modern world. That's pretty accurate, isn't it?
0: And then Armie's found these, this mysterious Instagram account, which was a big deal. It, it looked like it was set up for... Essentially, there's his Instagram account, if you don't know. The handle is at d twenty sixteen twenty twenty three. So that's when August D sort of lived and died, because he said he might stop using the name now. And then the first album came out in 2016. People thought it was like the Uto one that Jin had oh. because it sort of oh, appeared because yeah, that out one of... turned out to be real, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. the Smeralda Flower one. So similar to the Uto one, this one came out of the blue but only follows one account and it's a Yungi's account on Instagram. Mm. It seemed to be posting a lot of images from the glitch film, but like edited ones. So that's why Before
1: the film or after?
0: Just after. Mm. But like they'd edited them as if like the content was original but then i think what's been confusing so i thought it was definitely official but then since it started like being like vote for him on M countdown ah, that's
1: definitely a fan and it? then
0: like stream <laughs> arms new feature and um, um, so now i don't diddled. think it is official anymore nope. but it was really clever like really clever there were loads of posts there was one showing this like I think it's a bathtub but it looked like a sarcophagus from the um, concept photos that the crop guy is standing in front of and then we later see him in in this bathtub Mm -hmm. so people thought it was where the king was buried after Dejita they kept putting all these captions in like numbers and you had to relate the numbers to the alphabet and then it said the king and then there was one with like a glitch between two pictures of birds and like if you counted the birds and related that to the alphabet, it said is. So now we have the king is. And then there was another reel, and the sound was recognised as Morse code. There's like a PCR spinning. And if you link it to Morse code, it says back. So now we have the king is back. But yeah, it was really elaborate. and People definitely thought it was official, but... Now yeah. follows all
2: the boys. Is it? Uh, so, uh, and the, yeah, the recent story is, vote for Higerman, don't no, ever say love not. me on them, calm down. Maybe it's like a staffer... You can posting see if the account, joined in August. Don't tell you where it's based.
0: Yeah, so that's what I thought was strange as well. And then they all of a sudden started posting like just random OT7 content. Mm. Mm.
2: Well, who, it was they very news? convincing they very for
0: a while.
1: Intelligent army.
0: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and then there were more concept photos where he was in the uh, like shirt, the shirt with all the like little leaves on. One where he sat in the bathtub, one where he's looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, another one in the mirror, and then another one where he stood in front of the fire. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have the scar in them. And he also only wears silver jewelry. And the king's sword from Dejitar is in the background. You can see it like behind him mm-hmm. when he's in the bathtub. And he's in the same room as the first police scar, Augusty, but he's in the tub instead of in front of the tub. In the live that he did after D2, he talked about how the uh, black hair Augusty only wears silver accessories. Mm-hmm. So then people thought the guy in the bathtub is meant to be the same as the like rebel in, in the time He's literally like dripping in silver accessories. He's got loads of them. And then people thought that it was a bath because it represented a like a baptism or a rebirth. So that mm-hmm. showed him like having made peace with his past mm-hmm. and his uh his previous persona, which I think that fits. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then the teaser came out, you know, where you see him walking through the streets with all this, like, henchmen When he's all him.
1: swaggy. In the blue blazer.
0: In the blue... The bomber jacket, bob, yeah. yeah. That's when he sort of, he runs and you see him do the chopstick killing. And that was exciting. That was really exciting, yeah. Uh, he's a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, he was walking down the street. It looked like Sort of the modern version of the same street from Daechi Tower with loads mm. of stuff like happening either side of him. There are some Easter eggs in the numbers. Uh, there's this big party bus banner, and there's a phone number for the party bus company, 3102, which obviously is 2013 backwards, which was when they debuted. And then there's 709, which is July 9th when BTS announced the fandom name Army same year and then there's 0309 which is Yungi's birthday the
1: 9th of March. And they've got like a head of easter eggs. (laughs) I don't know. like You know because this is just like props right? Yeah. So when we watch the the Amiglo behind the scenes there's the one there and he doesn't even know that it's like it's a menu a food menu Mm. that's stuck to a door and he realizes it's like big hit chicken and he's like oh that's us we made this. So there's like like a team of people on the props team no but within the props team there's like a head of easter eggs who's like we've got to put in these references
2: maybe they've just got one big google doc of like important numbers to use on props Maybe yeah. that's like the thing, it's like, hi, welcome to Big Hit, well, hi, like, introduce yourself, or oh, name me three things that's significant to this music video. Interesting,
1: yeah. Mm. It'd be a cool job if you were the head of Easter eggs. All you do is just come in and, like, drop BTF references, and then leave. BTF. BTS references.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then leave. There's also loads of references to tattoo, so there's at least two tattoo shops in that one street scene. <gasps> so he's, he's annoying
1: us, i feel like all the easter egg guys teasing us
0: yeah well i mean the, the like his birthday and stuff is, seems very specific to him obviously he didn't design that one chicken menu but that could have been just because they couldn't use a real chicken menu because they can't advertise right so else, yeah. yeah so don't know if that's the same people that make those things anyway the Next thing we received was the official album.
2: Oh, but on the teaser
1: though, it ends with all of the blood splatter. Oh, butter. yeah, yeah, no, I what didn't is that? The yeah. blood splatter with the chopsticks? I, didn't I was watching that. it in my bed in the morning, and then he does the, like, stab, and I was like, oh! <gasps> <gasps> Not what I expected. Yeah, scary. That's how you know it's going
0: to be, it's going to be scary. He went into the shop and then killed the guy with the chop- chopsticks. That's, like, what ended the uh, the teaser. So, yeah, exciting times. And then we received the and D-Day comes album and documentary on D-Day. So, because we've done it for everyone else, we have to ask you guys: How did you listen? Did you listen to it first? Did you watch the music
1: video first? I woke up uh-huh. late, not at five a.m. Not at five a.m. <laughs> Come out of my room to go and brush my teeth, and then I heard it in yeah. the distance. Yeah. As in, Christine was already playing it downstairs. Right. And then I heard it, and then I was like, "Oh!" no, I came running downstairs, and I was like, Christine, it's DJ! She was like, I know. Yeah. And then you put Hegem on the TV. And then we watched. I watched Hegem on the TV for the first time. I assume that was the 50th time you'd watched it.
0: It was at least, like, a few times in. But no, I woke up at five, but not going to lie, I was spent, like, quite a few hours in my bed, like, having nightmares that I didn't like it and stuff. <laughs> standard so i remember waking up i went into spotify saw the songs were there but i was like no i'm too scared to press play it's too scary and i went back to sleep and i was like oh my god no i didn't like it wait no that was a dream and then i got up and i was like right i'm just gonna listen to it so then i actually listened to d-day the song d-day first and then i watched the hegan music video and then i listened to the rest of the album because i was like this is the order that it was meant to be in yeah so yeah i should have kept faith in my mom. he came
1: through i think after you'd shown me hegan i went upstairs to finish getting ready and then i played it d-day through
2: yeah
1: natasha have you even listened to it three weeks later yes i have listened to it (laughs) i'm joking um as
2: you all know i can't afford Spotify premium so um I listened to it by being like, play K pop mix, and it was like, Higgum, because obviously they usually put like the newer ones in it and it comes on first. So I listened to it that way and I'm like, oh yeah, I like it. Similar vibe to the guitar. but I kind of didn't really expect something crazily different from Mr. Min I mean, yeah, 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 it's
1: definitely a Youngie album. It sounds exactly like a Youngie album. Yeah, I was more surprised with People Part 2. Oh, I'm into too. this, like, oh, maybe he's into his software. Nah, he's still youngie. But I knew that from the <laughs> teaser. When the teaser came out and was angry, I was like, we're not getting anything gentle.
0: They have gentle parts. It's more, like, varied than his first few albums, I'd say. He he said he thinks it has a lot of different genres. Because mm. it has the more, like, rocky songs like D-Day and then Scott Higgum, which is obviously a follow-up to d star it's got some of the, like, softer rap songs, like Polar Night. And then it's got more songs for his vocals, like Amygdala. And his version of Life Goes On. So there's definitely a lot of range, I think.
1: A good I album did... overall. It was on brand. I remember d progressed with you being like, oh, who's at the door? Who's
2: at the door? Is that my album? Is that my
1: album? Every time there was a parcel. We're a heavy parcel household. Yeah. There was a lot of visitors that day. And she was like, oh! is that it and I was like this is not it she's like oh is that it and I was like this is not it and mm-hmm. then there was a rant about HMV and letting us down again <laughs> for not delivering it imagine how bad yeah, but- you would have felt if it would have came when mine came mine came when we were in New York
0: I know yeah like, really
1: I ordered my album before Christine ordered hers from HMV UK and mine came like week and a half after release yeah
0: at least mine came only a couple of days later Hopefully, but you know sometimes enough. they deliver them like the day before come back and stuff which is also not good but I really wanted it on the day, on obviously. The, on D day. On D day, yeah. Oh. But I think I got it on like Saturday, Sunday. S-day. Yeah, yeah.
1: F day. It's two mm-hmm. days after D day. Yeah. D two day. Oh.
0: oh my god. Cute <laughs> onslaught of awesome jokes here. Right. Okay. So the MV then people have loads of theories about sort of who's who and what it means obviously there's
1: two youngies mm. same as in digital before we got into the fears, I thought it was youngie killing youngie killing youngie didn't I I thought it was free youngies but then I came down and I was talking to you about it and you were like no that's the policeman so I was on this all of a tangent where I was like youngie hates august d hits d hates Yoongi. this is the sugar version he hates the bts version he's killing that version and you were like you're just wrong. <laughs> I was like, I oh, right. And she's like, so that's a police station. I thought it was lots of ver- the three versions of sugar.
0: Where are you getting three from? And that's where I'm... The
1: confused. one in the bathtub. Right. The one in the jacket.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then the one in front of the police station. I'd thought that they were different. The guy in the bomb jacket wasn't the guy in the bathtub. I didn't even see the tangerines, right? I was just like, oh, Yungi's killing Yungi. Oh,
0: okay. And then
1: when he pulled out well, the gun...
0: Killing Yungi, but.
1: Yeah. yeah, but not like the other versions of you. I thought Augusty was killing Sugar because he hated the BTS version of Sugar, or vice versa. Oh, right. Or okay. Youngie was killing them both. I mean,
0: people have loads of different theories. I don't think there's three Augustines. There's I think two. There's just two because he's wearing the same like jewelry when he's not got the scar, mm. um, even though he's got a couple different outfits. So I think. Think the king in Desyat and the police officer is meant to represent authority mm. within the system that he sort of doesn't seem to have a lot of faith in, mm-hmm. but he has to live in that system, which is part of what he says in, like he thinks about in the songs. Mm. And so in then... Desyat,
1: it's like traditional rule, and in Hegem, it's capitalism. Well, the authority actually, the police.
0: Yeah. Some people have said that they think the police officer is corrupt. I guess you get to decommission the police. Well, you could think it's just the system, right? Like the society we currently live in that he's not happy with. He talks about loads of different things. Capitalism is just one word in the song. So it's not like it's around that capitalism, but it's around that like a lot of stuff that sort of fuels people's desires and motivates people to act in a certain way in our current society. So I think the thing... Thief in Hegem is the same side as the rebel in Day to Top, mm-hmm. mostly because of his
1: comments about how black-haired Augusty wears silver accessories. Well, and there's the duplicate scenes, right, of him in the car. So the rebel in the car doing the donuts, and then the thief in the car with his head hanging out. They're almost like identical scenes. Yeah. Like you said, obviously, he does have the um, the king's
0: robe symbol is on the bomber jacket. <sighs> So that's what's confusing about it. Yeah. But then on, that's why I thought he was the king. In in Interlude Shadow, there's a long line where he just goes, You are me and I am you. Mm. So maybe he's trying to say it's that all it's all same. sort of the same, all interlinked, it's not like two separate personalities or separate personas that he inhabits. He said this in a lot of interviews as mm. well, because he's been obviously been asked a hundred million times, So what's the difference between Chica and See, And he's like, they're it's not different, really. They're both this me. Mm like the music they make is maybe slightly different but they're not different personalities
1: Mm. yeah and I guess at this stage when we just got again we didn't know about the scar from amygdala exactly yeah so all we were doing was trying to link king scar police officer scar and we'd always thought pre-amygdala that that was from a fight right from a fight yeah it was a scar from a conflict not a scar from trauma which we would later find out Mm. which you know brilliant we'll get to amygdala Jungi also said that there was a chance
0: the king didn't die in Daechwita because you see him shoot the bullet, mm. but you don't see it hit the target. Yeah. So in the live, he was like, "Well, I could have missed." There's a very cute bit as well where he steals tangerines. Mm. <laughs> um, he wears a different shirt in that scene as well. And there's obviously there's like the chopsticks. Bits. I guess first thing he does is sort of walk through the street. Then he walks into a cafe, steals someone's chopsticks, and then like, kills someone with them. And at the end of the MV, after the song's done, you see him go back to the same cafe and eat with them, and eat with the same chopsticks. And it's not the same. It's not the same chopsticks, but they're the same, like color, yeah, version chopsticks, obviously. Yeah. So murder stick. He sits down. The waitress drops over some chopsticks to him, and then he sort of picks them up
1: to eat. So yeah, you know why because he's a psychopath no <laughs> doesn't mind that the murder chopstick he actually enjoys that the murder chopsticks
0: <laughs> well something it was funny to see people's reactions because some people were like oh my god so like. gross no some people were like yeah it would be really gross to eat with the same chopsticks he used to kill but just because it's get super sexy and some people were like oh my god it's a comment on the society that he lives in and how he needs to like kill to eat and eat to kill and like he's criticizing the society but he has no choice he there's, has to live in it there's no other society for him to live in so he has to sort of
1: and even if you kick back at it you still don't got yeah, exactly it you still got it you still got to pay to it you still got to no, bring the chopsticks
0: there's no alternative really like yeah. you, you can kick back at it but you can't but you're like, right to i'm gonna cycle. live in
1: this other society actually i'm we're moving to <laughs> our <exist>. country yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it was brilliant i thought, I thought it was really dark it was dark. Hegen was poignant. really dark yeah. and poignant until amygdala, and then I was like, "Shit, the
0: bed." Yeah. Well, hegem is much Christ. more theatrical, I think, whereas like yeah, but it's he... a lot
1: darker than Deutsche. I guess in yeah. Deutsche you've got the mass murder.
0: Yeah, it's. I think both of those are meant to be like dramatic, like movies, whereas yeah, yeah. amygdala is
1: scary, real. <laughs> He's not playing a part there. He's
0: just himself.
1: I think mean, the word was I. The way I do is just dark, right? So I found Hegem really dark, mm. and then I was like, "Oh, this is dark Jungkook." And then I made the like look him, and then I was like, "No, no, this is dark Jungkook." Yeah, that's just normal Jungkook.
0: Yeah, who's a bit fair. dark. That's fair. Yeah, he's got an edge. He's also talked about. There's quite a few scenes where he smokes in the MV. Mm. He talked about that in the um, documentary. Actually, he said about how he included it to rile people up because he's like. As idols, we have to do so little for people to Mm. kick back at us or, like, pearl clutching, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing this. Mm. People also thought that the goldfish scene might be
1: symbolic. Well, I knew Aaron wouldn't be happy. (laughs) (laughs) He hates aquariums. And that fish doesn't even have any food. It doesn't even have a filter. He's meant to be a thief. I'm calling Peter. (laughs) Yeah, well, some people said that they thought it was,
0: like, living life in a fishbowl and a common on like celebrity and how he sort of is observed all the time but then the making of he just said that he wanted to include a funny scene so I don't know how serious it was really but yeah I think those are the points I had about the MV so far I think I need more time to, like, look into all the Mm.
1: trilogy of of NVs properly before I give you my one-hour lecture. (laughs) Look forward to that in 2027. No, I think it'll be good.
0: It'll be interesting, guys, I promise. But we need the background of having done the two albums, the previous two, and sort of understanding those properly before we sort of will be able to connect all the dots.
2: Mm. Yeah. What did you think of the music video, Natasha? I like the colour of it. They're kind of like... Old style, retro, like, Korean. I like that bit to it. And I really like all the hairstyles. Yeah, me too.
1: the long hair. Well, a little <laughs> did you know it's going to be gone shortly. I know. That's, uh, it's going to be... And he did it on purpose. Well, he did for it the for the art.
0: For the art, yeah.
2: For the art. For the art.
1: Were you not shocked at Hagen? Were you not like, oh, murder. Oh, smoking. Oh, tangerine stealer. Oh, goldfish abuser. Oh, young is dead. He didn't
0: abuse the goldfish. He just looked at it.
1: Um, how did it get there, Christine? It's in a water tank, not yeah, a fish know, tank. I know,
0: know. it's in a water tank. You just chop it in, I guess. I no, know.
1: they need more space. The Goldfish live in rocks. the bowls. Yeah, they're abused. <laughs> <laughs> Go
2: on. Arguably
0: had more space than in a bowl is what I was trying to say. <laughs> anyway,
2: I think it's just
1: as expected from Sugar. I still can't believe he shot him. Because I really thought that the bullet had not hit him, but. It did.
0: Maybe it wasn't fatal. Like you just
1: see him lying on the Fall. ground. Oh yeah, maybe I'll Maybe you just shot him in like Yeah, because people
0: think even though Rebel Augusty doesn't have the scar, in the last scene when he goes to eat the noodles, his fringe sort of falls over his eye, as if this where the scar would have been. Mm. And apparently also, you know, when he shoots the cop, mm. he does a little like grin, like the like confident grin. Mm. then the cop sort of reverts that same grin as if like I I'll, know, be this come in. I'll be back i'll be back yeah i can
1: maybe there is a third one in the digital hegem trilogy
0: yeah but he already said that he thinks that amygdala forms part of the trilogy as in like yeah he said you should watch amygdala then they should then hegem is mm. what, he, what he recommended he said i think it probably is a comment on like if you've experienced trauma then you can't really ever surpass it like they could always come back it's always there yeah even though he's sort of shuts it he's done with it for now it's not gone forever there was also a little hegem dance practice which was it was quite
1: short mm. it was cute hard hard but He didn't do the dance. He didn't the do the dance at all no. on the tour. He doesn't do. He doesn't do the dance in the MV either. No, no, he doesn't. He just barely does this dance. Did it a few times. He learned it, He's isn't it? A few times. Once time with Jimin, once with and Then he's. And high. a
0: couple of the girls from La I think, that yeah. did it with him as well. I think. Little, maybe, little
1: maybe challenges. He'll do more challenges.
0: He. He is he's, busy. He said he was really got into dancing, so maybe that's why he did it. It doesn't seem to have been for any sort of particular piece of content.
1: I um, thought it would be on the tour at least. That, that's what I thought as well, but it wasn't.
0: Is the first time I've ever seen him with uh, like loose fitting shirt. He obviously is usually quite modest. Mm. In that dance practice, there were so many screenshots of like I was uh, surprised he let it go up to be honest because mm. there were quite a few times where his whole jumper was like. Well, he's, got he, a, he's he looked like Jimin when Jimin wears his loose. So. Yeah,
1: he's got to you know join the chapter two, join the naked era. He's got to join the naked era. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> BTS chapter two, no more clothes.
0: Um, should we talk about the documentary quickly?
1: D Day. D
0: Day documentary.
1: We loved D Day, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we really liked both of D Day. I think we watched it the yeah. day after the album came out because really we are busy and also. Some people wanted to watch something else, not not any of us, obviously, but like other people we live with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Christine and I have had the privilege of living in an army house for as long as I've been army, so 14 months now. And now we've got a new housemate who's still yet to become army. Who didn't let you watch the D-Day documentary? That's like ultimate sacrilege. I'm surprised you didn't get the chopsticks out of the drawer, (laughs) finish it, come back. She's laid on the rug and you're eating the noodles. Like what? it's dj i
0: that's what i should have done really that's what you should yeah do. i'm sorry Young, yeah. next
1: time <laughs> i'll do that i <laughs> think Young, you would have let that shit slide no, no,
0: <laughs> anyway highlights that i wrote down he said he knew his mixtapes were going to be in three parts like from the start mm-hmm. what about his insecurities and then he said, if he didn't take the time to talk about his insecurities, he had no reason to be a member of BTS. That's what oh. he said. And then in part two, he wanted to talk about the past and present. And then in part three, he wanted to deliver a message about all of those things in general. He talked about how he wondered whilst making it, whether this would be the last piece of work under the name Agusty. So we might be losing Agusty, guys. I think I'd sort of assumed that we had lost Agusty, but he's said a couple times now that he's not sure. He sort of talked a little bit about how he thinks that now they're being recognized as musicians. Obviously, he sort of came up with the alter ego partly to not be judged as you know sugar of bts mm. when he was releasing solo music so but now
1: sugar bts is holds a lot of weight well, yeah exactly so then he's in this position where he's having to explain who august is yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> he's like well i could just be sugar but i haven't i've created this persona because sugar yeah. from bts didn't get any didn't get noticed other than as this little dinky boy band thing and i yeah. wanted to be a serious rapper and now i'm all of the things yeah
0: and he met with Halsey, oh, did the little pigtail hair, hair. hair. She did his hair. I was very jealous.
1: Yeah, she had her hair like that, like yeah. in the little bunches. She then did his in the little bunches. Yeah, I thought, thought when I when we'd seen the still, the clips, that they'd done it at the same time for, like, some reason. But no, they got there. And he'd, he'd obviously been like, oh, I love your hair. And she's like, well, you can have the same. Yeah, and then he saw Anderson it was cute um meant steve aoki steve aoki's house that was good jesus christ he's got a trampoline of his face in his house i think this a is lot like more an, celebrity houses are like that i, I was, was like think. this is an, in, an inordinate in, inordinate amount of money it's just extreme i've seen a lot of the footballers houses and stuff yeah and they're all like that maybe so i've I seen think less. a lot of celebrity
0: houses are like that, oh. you just don't
1: see them there. i think the last time i saw houses like that would have been like what mtv cribs
0: yeah, but it is looked a bit like that.
1: <laughs> I felt like we were on MTV Cribs at Steve Aoki's because we were all going around to the different rooms.
0: Yeah, he had a huge but studio. But he does really like him, and he um, said he was a genius. He said he was a genius, yeah. He had a huge studio that he was like, oh, the next time you're in LA, you can come work here if you want to. But then I think the best bit was when he met the Japanese pianist, yeah. wasn't it, which, Sakamoto, which obviously we just found out that he'd... Um, passed away a couple of weeks earlier mm-hmm. unfortunately but yeah when he meant to meet, meet him he was very um starstruck and very shy he was like oh and you know I like to music- make musicians here and there but as you can see I am a bit shy so <laughs> I don't know what it was to it definitely today. a different vibe yeah they talked through translators mostly about their music that Yungi's listened to since he was a child and he talks about how he went to the cinema with his parents and saw this movie when, where Sakamoto had written the score and he was just mesmerized by mm. it and that was one of the things that sort of inspired him to to do music. He'd learned to play one of his songs on piano and mm. played it I think it's called Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence mm. yeah and then he played the song Snooze for. Rich Sakamoto, obviously we know now that he ended up playing piano on the actual song. Mm. That was really nice. Very sweet. He said it
1: was magical. There was a really so, cute bit where the pianist was playing the piano and was just sort of stood there. And then the guy like, was like, oh, come and join me. And Yungi was like, no, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. Like, I'll just watch you play. And this guy was like, no, come, like play for me Mm. and then he sort of sat down you could just see him just so like happy
2: and alive
1: and he would have just been so happy just to have watched yeah then they were like doing it and then when they both started playing it was oh it was really magical yeah it It was was a really really good documentary one of my favourite. yeah yeah no spoilers
2: but
0: (laughs) And then he went on a retreat to the in the soup house from season two mm-hmm. with some of his producer, songwriter friends. Mm-hmm. He talked a lot about his writer's block, which he has talked about a lot like in the interviews around the album as well. And then he performed a couple of the songs like in a kind of like outside factories sort mm. of setup.
1: Well, did he do that for out?
0: Yeah, so he did I remember him doing People Park Two with IU. That was when he was sat down.
1: He did Hegum. Um, he definitely did amygdala because that's when I started crying oh yeah <laughs> and he did... Christine was like are you laughing or crying and I was just there because when Christine cries she gets these really beautiful like gentle tears that just roll down her face <laughs> when I cry I shake my whole body and I'm like that's fascinating I'm like, it's just so beautiful this is such a beautiful performance this is such a beautiful documentary yeah and amygdala was quite near the end so it was like mm. the occult the culmination of the documentary coming together around this like what he'd produced. And we saw with Amygdala, there was a lot of... He struggled with it. He started writing it, doing in the soup. Yeah. And then couldn't finish it and couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. We knew that from Ashwata.
0: Yeah. We knew really, we wanted
1: to. He this, struggled
0: with verse first two, he said. Yeah, yeah. Had this beautiful
1: concept that was, like, mm. fully formed. Because
0: so I think it was in the soup season one, they read the book Almond, which I've also read, which is by Won Pyong Suk, I think. Mm-hmm. His name is a Korean author, but that is about a... Boy who's got underdeveloped amygdala. No. In the book, his mom makes him eat almonds because they're shaped like amygdala because she thinks that that's how like
1: he's gonna he, get it They're
0: gonna gonna grow. I think it's like a superstition thing mm. more than like a she thinks that's actually the solution. But still, yeah, when I mean, you can see him in the music video with the almonds in his hand, so. I would presume that's how he got the idea, especially Pete, mm. because he write, started writing it around that time. But yeah, I hadn't finished it until this autumn time. time. So, um... but
1: to be carrying that around, you see those shots of him sitting down in the normal studio, the Genius mm. Lab.
0: The Genius Lab. He's sitting yeah. down in
1: the Genius Lab to do it and then being like, I hate this, I quit. And He said, said he quits
0: music several times every day when he's writing stuff. So. But then he really loves creating music. He talked about how like it's the most fun thing he does when it's going well.
2: Mm. Yeah, brilliant. What did you think of Road to D-Day? Have you watched it? No, I've not watched it because I like to have someone to watch it with. Oh, that's
1: nice. Yeah, no got to...
2: yeah I've got no one to watch it with. I'm in the process of making friends.
1: You, you should have said we could watch it again here. Christine would have watched it with you. Yeah. I would have watched it again. Next time you're here, we can
0: watch it with you if you haven't found anyone. And yeah, now the album is out, so I think this is normally when we start, stop going through each thing that he's done piece by piece but in terms of sort of highlights that came out after this he did another little promo clip with disney plus where he talked about his recommendations on disney plus he recommended the movie soul because he likes the mm. character um, it's a good
1: movie Sad. He, i haven't seen actually oh you shouldn't you'll cry the whole way through
2: <laughs> i will watch it because he recommended obviously there's um a Korean woman in it oh that's cool it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, He said he relates to the character because he is trying to find new dreams, find a new purpose in life. And he related to him playing piano, he said. Mm. And then he liked Coco. He said the character faces a new world while still playing guitar. And then he said all the members watched it on a flight once, and then one of them was crying. So he was like, why are you crying? And he was like, oh, I'm watching Coco. And then he was like, oh, I'll watch Coco too. And then they all ended up watching it. Did we find out who
1: was crying? No,
0: they didn't say do
1: want
0: to guess? <laughs> I don't know. My money's on... Stay up for Jimin. And...
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's Hobie. <laughs> yeah. Hobie's cried at Coco. Yeah. I cried at Coco, but yeah, uh, because I was high it. stress. I also... Maybe it was the same flight. I also watched Coco on a plane. I'm mm-hmm. cracked.
0: Nice. Um, and then he recommended Life of Pi.
1: Not um, seen
0: it. Not seen either. And he related to the growth of the character through unexpected events.
1: You seen it?
2: Yeah, but it's probably one of them where uh, when I watched it I didn't really understand it so mm-hmm. maybe you two intelligent people who actually knew like what it we were going for and being like but to me it was just like what's happening like well uh, I think it probably was meaningful I guess <laughs> why is there
1: a tiger yeah I don't, know, just I've got stuck? To... I don't know <laughs> right,
0: what was the last one yeah, the last one he said, he talked about how he mainly watches documentaries. So normally he searches on YouTube to see like the trailers of the documentaries and then if it, it looks interesting, he'll like, watch them mm. on Disney+. So he, he said the one he liked was Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You. Oh.
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that one is a good one. From what you've described, it's kind of like this one where it's like her being filmed throughout the making of her producing this album, the whatever it was called. Sour. Yeah. Sour. It'll show you like her working on the song and then her in like the desert performing a song and do a big It's good. Nice. Okay.
0: Beyond that they did loads of interviews which I'll link and people wrote reviews. They were positive. He got five out of five stars from Enemy. There were loads of others. Then there was a Road to Army video where he was practicing, like, the stuff that he needed before he could meet his fans again. Mm. So he was writing his autograph, doing the, like, sorry, I'm cute challenge for video calls. Mm. And then Jimin was, well, imaginary Jimin was there in the background being like, no, no, you're not doing it right. Mm. It's like all you're going to do? Like, again, again. So that was cute. And then the um, Amygdala Mm. music
1: video was released on the 24th. And And I think I might have watched it more than you have. I've only watched it once. I have watched it, oh, I watched it like five times on repeat. I've met an absolute dark trauma baby. I was like, oh, this is so scary. Oh, that was really awful. Oh, I'm going to watch that again.
0: I watched it once on my phone at work in the toilet and then I was shaken up for the rest of the day and then I couldn't watch it again. I've written trigger warning in the script just in case we want to talk about what happens. But Mm. I think maybe because you watched it, more times than me maybe you could
1: yeah I can talk about it so ultimately the amygdala music video sort of traces youngies accident mm-hmm. so it looks at his car trauma which is sort of coming from this accident he had when he was a delivery driver and then all of the fear and pain that came with that though mm. so in amygdala there's also references to his dad's cancer
2: yeah
1: and
0: his mom had a Had to have surgery in relation to him being born, I believe, Mm. and then he sort of said that within amygdala he was trying to sort of reach the trauma that was even within like his conscious because obviously he was a baby then at
1: the time. But then he mainly focuses on this car accident. So there's different shots of Yungi in sort of a white room. Has he cut his hair by now? Yeah. So he's He's cut his hair. The entirety of amygdala.
0: No, I think so. In in the scenes where he's in the like room sitting on the couch mm. and then crawling on the floor, he's got
1: the long hair. Yeah. Whereas in the scenes where
0: he's on the motorbike, he's got short hair because it's meant to look like
2: a flashback.
1: So you see him in the room and then he's having these memories flashbacks. There are some sort of graphic scenes with pearls when you get these flashes into different parts of trauma and he's trying to get to a door. Yeah. And then you've got other younger trying to get to him from the other side of the door yeah. and they're both trying to like get to each other and help them. And then the sort of really graphic bit is where you get the origins of the Dejita scar, which turns out it's not from a fight, it's self-inflicted. So it's a self-harm scar where he takes a sort of slicer, not Mm. even a a knife, like a box cutter, cutter and draws it down his eye. And then you get the sort of shots of it where it's like raw and and it's about how those scars are self-inflicted. And then in the amygdala... Dejta Hegem trilogy, you realise that the scar fades over time and then the concept's around. Even though you've got those traumas and they'll get easier and you'll be able to live with them, you'll still always have them. You can't get rid of them. They're never going to leave. And in the end, he doesn't get to himself.
0: No. What it sort of suggests to me is that this also came up in the English film, but he sees this accident as sort of like a, a springboard for this angry Trauma-ridden mm. personality like side of himself, mm. which he sort of named Augustine. But yeah, there was a really good thread on Twitter where they talked about sort of how it was related. They sort of said that when we see him in the dark room on the couch, and then next in the streets of Seoul on the motorcycle, and then when the motorcycle Yungi gets hit by the car, the Yungi in the room flinches and the blade sort of appears.
1: Ah, so they're connecting the living the memory to the trauma that's playing out in the room.
0: Yeah. And then he tries to sort of hold his hand back. Yeah, he does. He tries to fight it. From cutting his own face. Mm. And then the rapid fire succession of difficult memories, sort of represented by the fleeting images in the MB, as he sort of starts thinking about how he wants his amygdala to help him like and I think that's probably why he's related it to this these past traumas is because he said that when something traumatic like that happens to you your amygdala sort of stores the response Mm. like if you end up in a similar situation you may sort of overreact
1: and Mm. like
2: well even if it's not a similar situation uh, a triggering a triggering
1: situation you will automatically go back to that traumatic event and your body and your brain will react in a way to save you from that trauma where it floods you with emotions and adrenaline and anxiety but the reality is is that you're probably not in as harmful a situation yeah but your body doesn't know that your mind doesn't know that the response that your body's giving you is far beyond what you actually
2: need
1: need in that moment and then you have to fight against those so even though the amygdala is designed to be this really it's probably one of the most powerful parts of the brain Mm. it can be too powerful in a modern Society—it's for running away it's, from bears. Yeah, uh, like the final flight, flight
0: help you survive. But the actually, survival part. Yeah. So obviously he's talked about this accident a lot in the sort of previous content that they've put out. I, I don't know. They, I don't know where I was reading this, but he talked about how it was because he was trying to make an income whilst being a trainee in Seoul. So he was having had this delivery job that he would do before he went to school. Mm-hmm and then go be a trainee all night, so uh-huh. obviously yeah, he was quite when like, you overworked. Yeah, he didn't tell the company that he no. was doing it, but I think the problem was that they couldn't afford his housing, mm. so and obviously his family didn't have any money, didn't believe in him going off to be a musician anyway really, so he had to sort of fund that on his own. Poor Jungie. Yeah, so in the MV the memory sort of serves as a turning point um, according to this person on Twitter, which goes by the name of at pour, pour some sugar, at pour some sugar on Twitter. Thank you for this thread. He sort of sees, keeps seeing this memory. It sort of breaks something within him. It creates this emotional scar so that in this character of Augustine that he creates, obviously, is sort of pictured as an actual scar. And then through that trauma the mad king king is is born is what this person suggested so the bejita king is sort of ruthlessly ambitious and angry but he's also a conqueror so he is an important part in sort of his inspiration and also his like hunger towards success Mm. so whilst the trauma is causing negative repercussions obviously it's also becoming a source of inspiration In Dejta, the Covenant represents Jungis attempt to take back control over the fury and the ego that's consumed him, which is what he talks about a lot in the first mixtape as well. Mm -hmm. We obviously think that the king is dead, but then in Hegem, the um, persona that Yungi's trauma has created hasn't in fact been killed, so he's back as this cop. And then he's telling us sort of through this recurring character that the journey to defeating his trauma is sort of a recurrent one. He said in on Archbutah, he said that he goes through these sort of phases of being, of these like depressive spells every two, three years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
1: cyclical, it comes up again. But it fades. But it doesn't fade. You get better at adapting to it. You get better at recognizing the patterns and the triggers and the mechanisms needed to support it and get through, which is how the scar fades.
0: And then she ends by talking about the way that. The cop smirks just before he's shot is the same smirk you see at the end in Amygdala because you know that it's not going to be the end.
1: I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. What Amygdala did that brought me close to Younger gave me greater appreciation for Younger was I think Amygdala sort of sits as a comparison to RM's free English songs about this potential breakup that we're not sure about and this whole Mm. trauma that RM sort of wrote about, but then was like, yeah, but that's the thing that I wrote about because I needed to write about it, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go into detail about it. This is for me. Whereas Youngie's taken this sort of thing that's really dark and personal Mm. that he did not have to lay on the line. Mm. Like he could have written a song about it to process and bring him comfort and help, but he didn't. He then went beyond that and was like, I'm going to lay this on the line, Mm. all these parts of what this means Mm. and what it means for me and what my struggle is for, for the rest of the world to comment on. There was so much rawness in that that I think we get some rawness out of BTS and we get these messages laid on, but never in the way that we have with amygdala. I don't think there's anything else that is as personal. It's ultimately like being like, here's a song that I wrote about me in therapy. (laughs) I'm writing a music video about the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm going to share it with all these fans so that they can discuss Trauma o- openly, mm-hmm. or at least be comforted by the fact that I've struggled and they'll struggle and struggle is normal. Yeah, ju- exactly. oh.
0: it's, um, and I think
1: it's, and he didn't have to. I don't know, you, you
0: might not be aware of this, but all of Augusti's discography is quite raw in that sense. So he mm-hmm. has actually talked about this before. Um, there's the this, this song The Last, which was the last one that he did on the tour. Yeah. He talks about how, you know, he was depressive and sort of didn't feel at one with himself and his parents couldn't understand him. But then his parents took him to a mental hospital (sighs) and he spoke to the doctor and he said, like, I don't understand myself. My parents don't understand me. And then the doctor says, have you ever? And then there's like a big bleep. And then he goes, I answered immediately. Yes. So obviously you could read into that what you will. And I don't think it's really what we're here to do to be like, it's definitely about this. But by this video, obviously you've had a suggestion of,
1: of something. And it's such, I think it's such a delicate topic. Yeah. So much stigma and so much pain and so much reason not to do it. Mm. So then to do it and to not do it in a... He's not holding back. Well, yeah, not to do it in a surface way, not to be like, dark thoughts are hard, trauma's hard, Mm. to be like, this is my trauma, this is what I've gone from, this is my experience and this is how I've caught Yeah. The level of detail that he's offering there is just beautiful which is mm. why I was drawn into this video I was just like shit this is like the most ins- like inspiring thing that an artist can do mm-hmm. to like take these topics that are just completely taboo and just tear them out and lay them out on the ground because there's you know one in three people are going to suffer with mental health at any point mm-hmm. in their life like I was absolutely blown away
0: yeah and I think amazing. what sort of struck me about it was I don't think there was enough talk about it.
1: Well Maybe. then the toss done.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like you know how every newspaper article wrote about like, oh yeah, see mm-hmm. he's got a new album he's got tour, but no one was like, Holy shit, he's put this. Well, but that's stuff because in. no one but no one wants, wants to, to write talk about, about exactly, it. No yeah, one wants to talk it. about it. You but like, it's
1: it's there. It's there. And it's the people there. that need it and need to be seen for that as a value basis, yeah, will be seen by that.
0: I think so, too, if they can find the content, which
2: yeah hopefully the people
1: armies um, in the concept of the hundred million fans, if you think about a third yeah, yeah. of them having struggled maybe even more because of the whole b t s you when you need them, mm. just brilliant,
0: yeah, it's not a depressive song really because no. he t- he does sort of talk about how it gets better and he turns it around. I think what's sort of suggested by the the trilogy of of music videos as well is that. And, and also what he said to RM on on Arch Vita was that he's sort of working to get better at dealing with it. So whenever it does come up, those like two, three year cycles that he mentioned, he said to RM that the last time he'd sort of gone through it, he'd not let it control him. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first few times he'd sort of really gone into himself and been really difficult to talk to. And RM said, oh, I felt like the more I talked to you about it, the worse it got.
1: There's no way of knowing how to help. No, exactly. I
0: um
1: With the concept of amygdala as well, it really feeds into this thriving v. surviving model, which is those experiences that you have that are potentially harmful Mm. make you into a better person. Yeah. It will trigger you and it will be problematic, but it will create empathy and resilience and creativity and... The, you know tenderness and passion and ambition it'll create all of these things for you yeah yeah and for an artist as
0: well I think he's or he wouldn't have written this these albums if exactly if he not had
1: it so that's yeah. I think that's like the concept of amygdala it, it's dark and scary but it's still a triumphant song
2: yeah it's not still that.
1: a I've got this yeah I've got this trauma I've got control over this and this makes me who I am and yeah. that is really really beautiful yeah and everyone's got one of those so whatever you're storing
0: in there mm. is worth having what's interesting is that both in the last the song that I mentioned where he talks about the mental hospital and in this song he sort of does turn it around at the end he says mm. like don't you don't need to worry about me like look at how I'm thriving mm. and then in amygdala he's talking about what didn't kill me made me stronger and I begin to bloom like a lotus flower again which yeah. obviously is like more flowery language but sort of saying the same sort of thing that I, so I think if you were in a situation where you were struggling with depressive thoughts or or whatever it was, then, yeah, I would hope that these songs not being like doom and gloom, life sucks and then you die sort of thing, that they have that sort of optimistic twist will help you sort of think that actually it does get better and I can,
1: yeah. Natasha, what are your thoughts on Amygdala and B?
2: I quite like it. It is a bit dark, but it, tells a story it's still got a, a strong message so yeah I like it
1: mm-hmm. it's great it
2: is it's great
0: I think after that he we got to hear that he was gonna appear on Jimmy Fallon he well first I guess he did his D-Day live which we're not gonna go through because um, I want to watch it uh, before we do the proper whole album mm-hmm. I did watch it at Heathrow, the airport, whilst I was getting on my flight to New York, so that mm-hmm. was nice. There was also, Spotify released some content around this time. There, They had like something called that they called the hero film, where he was getting ready for the show, but also sort of watching from the audience. And he was talking about the definitions of time and defining himself by a name or by others and the era of so many opinions and so much information and could we ever be free which I think wow. is what he's getting at in a few of these songs like Hagerman, Polar Night I'd say and yeah I had a really surrealist vibe I'd say it's worth checking out if you want to if you're on that sort of beat and there was a clip of him decorating a glass board for ARMY he said some of his favorite lyrics are if you can't hold back it's okay to cry You're already more than enough to be loved from people part two he thinks we're living in a very harsh world so there's a lot to cry about and we all feel pressure to stay strong but he wants us to be able to pour our hearts out freely oh. yeah
2: that's what he yungi, said
0: yungi. yeah and then he did was like as Augustine, i i'll pick a playlist and as sugar i'll pick a playlist so and august D picked most like hip-hop songs and mm. sugar picked most uh like Pop songs. He picked "Flower" by Miley Cyrus. He Aww. said he listens to that in his car.
2: buy myself, flowers. Yeah, that one.
0: And um, <laughs> as if he listens to that in his car. He said he does. He, <laughs> he was like, I have listened to it many times in my car. <laughs> yeah, he picks mostly like "He can Buy Himself flowers. radio songs. I think Auguste picked "Haggar" and Sugar picked "People Part two so he's consistent mm. in
1: that. Uh, That's it. You're an Auguste girl, and I'm a Sugar girl. Yeah, it's it yeah. works. <laughs> it does. And
0: then he had an interview with Apple Music, which I couldn't find the whole thing because I'm not on Apple Music, cause oh. they asked him what his favourite memory was with Holly. And wow. he said, when he, I went to Jeju Island with Holly oh. and let her play at a field. <gasps> yeah. Holly! <And> Holly! Then- <laughs> And then he said, what's your favorite or most memorable nickname from ARMY? And he answered something different than in the previous interview because he said, it's not really a nickname, but many people say Yungi Merami. and I can see that everywhere. So that's very memorable. <laughs>
1: Did you say he liked it? He
0: said it, it was memorable. memorable. He didn't say he hated it. I think if he hated it, then he probably wouldn't have said it. I don't know. He, they also asked him what his most useless talent is and he said he could lie down for a long time. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Then we got the most heartwarming content ever I've written. Oh. BTS, genius on genius. You know how Rolling Stones two musicians on this. Yes, musicians? genius on genius. genius. That's what you should be called. Yeah a.k.a. Archvita with
1: Agustee as the
0: guest. Yeah. Aram
1: was a brilliant heart. He
0: was, he was, he was really good. And um, they put out
1: the little clip of Aram dancing and they changed the sign for oh, him. Oh, yeah. They got
0: him that was the side. happiest I've
1: seen Aram in, like, a long time. Oh, he was really happy, actually. <laughs> really. It was very sad. Jesus I Christ. I cried loads. I cried loads. Um, and Aram really wanted to talk about the past and Jungi was like, no, we're uh, going to talk about the present. And Aram was like, oh, come on let's just know
0: they kept rm kept telling him he was being sentimental again Mm -hmm. because he was like oh i want to go back to the days when we were trainees and RM was like yeah yeah, you know when we used to go to the cyphers at han river that was great And then they were like yeah 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 so they were both talking about the past but right at the start he was like let's not talk about the past and RM was like yeah great and then all they did was really talk about the past
1: but i liked that younger was trying to keep him in the present yeah rather than always getting in our feels RM.
0: well they definitely got in their feels later on he told RM that D Day means the day when we end the past, fittingly, had a rough time and things were so complicated. It's an end, but also a start to a new beginning. He said that in his sort of three nicknames, produced by Sugar has an external focus. So he's focusing on the artist that he's working with and mm. like the public reception of the song because that's his job. Whereas Sugar of BTS focuses on the team and then on doing sort of his part in the team. And I guess he focuses on wanting to be able to say everything he couldn't say.
2: As Sugar of BTS. Sugar
0: yeah so really without filtering yeah he talked a lot about how he had had writer's block writing the album um he'd gone back to the in the soup house he'd gone to the mountains and he said like i don't get to come back until i finished and then he wrote loads of stuff and then he hated it and then he checked himself into a hospital to recover and got some like ivy treatments apparently he wasn't mm-hmm. sick he was just was a bit like Tired. drained. um and then he took the decision to delay the album and sort of give himself a bit more time mm-hmm. so I don't know if his was maybe meant to come out before Jimin's. Before Jimin's, maybe. Maybe. Aram talked about how he always knew Yoongi would be the first one to solo tour. Um, Aram
1: said he was really grateful that Yoongi solo toured. Yeah. It was such a sweet moment. Because RM was like, I was really worried about BTS chapter two
2: mm.
1: and about losing all armies or not being able to give armies mm. what they need, not being able to give them those memories and those moments. Mm. And I knew I couldn't do it. But then you just said that you'd do it. And I, I just lifted so much weight off my shoulder. And then Youngie said, you've carried so much weight and responsibility for so long. It's mm. about time that I did this. And I was just like, oh, just sobbing yeah just sobbing just tears streaming down I was like oh my god oh yeah I
0: like that part too yeah. I've written it but before that he said that he was really ambitious and he knew that he'd be the first one to solo tour um they both talked about how they find it hard not to like push themselves too hard and how they're sort of happiest when they're super busy but he was like Yungi's like the most ambitious mm-hmm. he's got this cute name he said that like he's a scary guy and then he, he said about the documentary, he thought traveling had been important for him to clear his mind. But next time he wants to travel with the members. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, like, if we can work them, great. But if not, we'll just like play around and have fun. and That would be great. They talked a little bit about the tour. And then he thought the schedule of three shows per week were crazy. He was aggressive,
1: yeah. Yeah, he was
2: like, oh, damn, damn, damn.
1: There was a real sense that the intellect of their relationship really came out in this Ashwatar, right? Like, Mm. it was really respectful, really easy, but also this ongoing appreciation of, like, shit, we've done a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm really glad that you've been there with me.
0: Yeah. And I'm
1: really glad that...
0: Yeah, they talked a little bit about the tour. Uh, He was like, yeah, I haven't been able to do stages like this before because we've always had, like, an idol tour he talked a bit about how he would come in and out for the stages and how he'd been a bit inspired about
1: when they went to see Harry Styles well he didn't um, bang an entrance and exit did Jungie you, never seen anything like it
0: no me neither um, for those who haven't been to the tour yet and spoiler alert if you're going and you don't want to be spoiled but yeah he gets like carried in and carried off by the dancers they also talked about how they continue to be motivated by the fans saying that bts have helped them through dark times Mm -hmm. or that they've sort of met them at the right time in their life or that they've lived their life through bts music rm asked him his like normal two questions which is if you could go back to any time like time travel any day future or past which one would you go back to and sugar said he wanted to go back to being an 18 year old trainee and like Even though it was really hard, even though we worked really hard, we didn't have anything. I just want to like taste the flavor of that time again, is what Mm. he said. And then Jungi said about his dream for the seven of them. That's the other question he asks, what's your dream? It can be like big or small, whatever. And he said his dream is for the seven of them to be together until they die. Because he's at ease around the members. And he hopes the seven of them can stay together for a
2: long time. But yeah, have you watched it? No, I have not watched it. Have you
1: watched any Shishwita? No. Hmm.
2: Well,
1: you're missing out because it's
2: brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I've written down is that on the first, he appeared on Jimmy Fallon. So there was an imposter challenge where they like ate different things.
1: Mm, the salt and the sugar.
0: Yeah. So for anyone who's not seen it, it's like they give them two things that look the same and then one of them's got salt, for example, one of them's got sugar. And they have to, like, try and pretend that they've got the, yeah, whichever one the other one didn't get, essentially. And then the audience guess who they think got the salt, who they think got the sugar. There was one bit where he refused to eat the salt that was funny. Because <laughs> he'd already like it. Yeah, because Jimmy Fallon took, like, a whole mouthful of sugar. And then he just sort of stuck his tongue in the salt. And Jimmy was like, do no, you have to eat it? And he was like, no,
1: honestly not. <laughs> Why would I eat that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then there was one with water and vinegar and I can't remember the last one but, it was um... the super hot hot wings
1: oh yeah but Jimmy Fallon had been like he can't have that he's gonna to sing tonight so then yeah. the host was like yeah Jimmy We know. and then Jimmy Fallon sort of looked and was like oh shit oh. I've gotta eat this super hot hot wing yeah
0: that was funny he talked about how his nickname is DT Sugar backwards so D Town Sugar but he said <laughs> he's a D boy yeah D boy from Tegu but he said that DT does not stand for drive through. <laughs> that was one of the things that he said in English. And then Jimmy asked him whether he was the best basketball player in BTS. And he was like, I don't think the other members even know the rules of basketball. <laughs> there was
1: a really cute moment where he, they were talking about the NBA ambassador. and He was like, I don't know why they didn't need me to be the ambassador. The NBA are more famous than me. Yeah. And then the crowd started chanting. And then Fallon was like, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. That was really sweet. There's
0: also like, when he first came on i think the first thing he did was the imposter challenge so he first came on and everyone was like yoongi, going crazy like and then he kind of just pushed his hands down like down,
1: well because jimmy down. kept trying to talk yeah. right armies were just like me and youngie yeah. and, and jimmy tried like three times and youngie just pushed his hands down and then that was it just silence yeah and then even then fallon sort of looked at him like jesus christ
2: yeah
0: He did that on the concert as well, like a few times when he was trying to speak and people were like too busy shouting, and then he just put his little finger up to his mouth. Never one would go, like, Okay, he wants us to be quiet now. (laughs) That's what he wants. And then he performed Hagan, which didn't do the dance part, didn't do the dance, but there were lasers and stuff. Jimmy was going mad for it. And then, yeah, the last bit of content I've linked is the Amygdala MV shooting sketch where Jacob visits him. So that's cute. Yeah, we watched that. We liked it. You sort of see how he filmed some of the more explicit
1: scenes Hmm. there's a couple of times where he's like I've got to go get wet now yeah day one end of day one oh it's gonna be raining now so I'm gonna be wet and then he's like oh it's so cold and then the same thing happens the next day
0: yeah and then Hobie comes and brings him snacks so the day two is when he's cut his hair and he was like oh my god you've cut your hair you look so much better and I'm like Jeff
1: no that's not true (laughs) Um, and is it in the sketch when they talk about when Youngie said there'd be no one else to feature on it he wanted someone to feature Moby oh, did a brilliant job or oh, was that earlier yeah in like an, an early interview
0: because in he said he wanted to feature him because he rm had featured on the previous uh-huh. album that's what it, i heard him say that anyway yeah. he was like oh yeah you know i have that song with rm so i thought now i should do a song return <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i should yeah no i think overall all the content's been good isn't it yeah yeah we're gonna split it up there so part one thanks for listening to that one and come back for part two where we talk about our experience on the tour and give you our initial favourites from the album. And the scoring.
1: Is it a 2.5 from Natasha? Probably.
0: No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm nervous already. Okay, yeah, let's come back for the next episode
2: and I've been Christine. I've been Leanne. And I've been Natasha and we have been... Generation, Generation BTS! BTS. Woo! D-Day, 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 D-Day.